So hi everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Today we have uh, Marcel Ben, who is a digitization specialist, and uh, I think it would be good if Marcel would introduce himself in a couple of words. Hello guys, uh, here's Marcel Ben, I'm calling you from Switzerland. Uh, I'm uh, the IT architect with uh, quite a bit of experience in the digitalization of companies. Uh, perhaps on this uh, particular podcast we'll talk a little bit about uh, how digitalized the uh, uh, insurance businesses, uh, how to get rid of paper, intensive paper processes uh, that occurred in the past. Okay, that's great. Uh, first of all, I, I have to ask this. Um, how, how did your life, uh, personal, life personal work life change uh, during those times of the COVID-19? Uh, I think COVID-19 uh, didn't make a huge uh, change and huge impact on, uh, on our own, uh, let's say, team. Uh, we had a team that was already in about five countries, spread in five countries. Uh, we were using uh, Teams uh, and Zooms and others extensively. So I would say for, for us, uh, the, uh, the, the challenge was that we could not uh, have any more uh, our teas and coffees together, where we sit around the table and discuss what new technologies uh, on the planet. But the rest, I would say, uh, we were able to, to, to do the whole uh, deployment and the uh, Delivering uh, actually new editions of the of the software in production with uh, not really pr a problem. We were able also to um, teach uh, even management uh, and uh, stakeholders that uh, with a good team, with a good uh, digitalization uh, equipment, we were able to to deliver without uh, any uh, any issue. So it looks like COVID for a lot of companies is like a push to go digital if they didn't go yet, right? Yes, uh, actually, uh, I got a joke uh, this morning, which uh, they had uh, basically a question, uh, who helped you to digitize your company or the company? One was the CEO, one was the CTO, and the third one was the COVID. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's quite interesting that a lot of companies uh, had to answer COVID was a digitalization uh, a trigger. For us, luckily, we started uh, a bit earlier and uh, we were able to, to prove that this is a way to do it and uh, we're able to to deal with this and business was very happy that they can run the show uh, without uh, any huge impact okay i see and uh, if we talk about e-signatures uh, how would you say in general do a lot of companies still use paper in their efforts now as you know um, i had a chance to work in a few countries in the past couple of years uh, the legislation in each country is a bit, um, I would say, uh, it's a challenge. It's, uh, it's something that you have to go around. Uh, I would take now particularly Switzerland. We have, a, I would say, a, a good scenario here in the insurance business that I'm talking, uh, where basically you can make an offer that uh, used to be done on paper, now we can make it digital. And then if you sign the offer, this is a basically an agreement signature that you agree that the Zurich will issue an insurance for you. But this is not really a, a true e-signature or a, even if it's on paper, actually uh, you allow with the signature, the, the, the company will, uh, will um, issue a policy for you and will send it uh, over. And uh, if you pay the first bill, that is actually the legal binding uh, uh, exercise. So this way, the e-signature was uh, in this situation uh, an enough, uh, uh, let's say, solution uh, for uh, for the process, so we could uh, allow that an um, an agent and a client to 
to get into this uh, agreement that um, the back office can issue a policy for them. So it's more complicated, but that's in Europe, right? Uh, in the US, let's Europe, say it's uh, different. But we had, uh, we, I did a very similar exercise in Germany. Um, actually, the, the problem is that the, the ID, the digital ID, it's, even if technically it's possible in Switzerland, there's not spread out. And they try for about six, seven years to, to push it, but uh, the Swiss ID hasn't picked up. So I would say some lawyer's office, uh, some, let's say, very specialized banking or a credit. Yes, they were able to do it, but it's uh, uh, to the end customer, a farmer that has uh, tractors that he needs to insurance for it, uh, he will not be with a digital uh, or with a um, certificate presence. I think would be the, the infrastructural technology to allow this. That will be the next phase. And there are some um, work in progress uh, here in Switzerland with some uh, vendors, how to be able to, to spread this uh, acceptance and to be able to enhance the, the, an e-signature with a digital signature and uh, to be legally binding uh, across the, the, the country. And how do you think will COVID situation uh, make things faster in terms of legislation situation? Uh, yes, I think uh, I think it's legislation. It's one, but I think it's uh, as you know, Switzerland. It's a country where um, everything has to be in a way voted and uh, agreed upon. So sometimes the process is longer. So what some companies were able to do, they were trying to speed track certain activities and to recognize certain e-signatures just to avoid, let's say, the contamination or any other error. So they said they, they put a footnote with a star saying that uh, by signing this, uh, you obey to these rules. And uh, that was for uh, some companies already enough and they were able to do, to issue uh, certain uh, products. And uh, then basically they put another note that by paying uh, the bill or whatever the, the, the uh, the bill that was presented, you are actually agreeing to the terms and conditions. So I think that was a nice uh, trick, uh, uh, treat that, that we were able to slide it. Uh, other countries, uh, I know that they were much more difficult, but some other country were able to say, okay, guys, uh, look, we really need this to speed up. We need uh, this digital digitalization to take really take place because um, we can uh, avoid a lot of... Um, meetings a lot of face-to-face uh, -face meetings and so on and uh, if you would run a big company that didn't go digital yet in some aspects uh, didn't go paperless or something else uh, what would be your suggestions uh, how, how to organize this process and how to make it less painful and more profitable uh, I, I personally had the chance to start from a ground zero even on the current project uh, where big company with huge volume of paper uh, because of legal reasons uh, they realize that they have to do something in order to eliminate certain scanning certain uh, archi like archivation of these documents certain finding uh, legal uh, uh, searches stuff like this uh, and we were able to really search for solutions and I think it's uh, usually my my taking on this it's Better let the, the good guys who know how to deal with this uh, to, to bring a solution instead of trying to build your own. Yes, there are libraries that you can use. Yes, there are developers that can write any code on the planet. 
but it's come there are many other things that are around it's uh, how you manage this how you get the latest updates how you make it to work on certain devices uh, if you have end customers you might not be able all the time to to dictate where you consume this particular technology so um, my taking it's uh, try to 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 avoid the uh, jumping into the lake with uh, sharks in a way, trying to build your own everything. Uh, Sometimes it's good to, to partner with companies who, who are really excellent and exquisite in delivering this kind of solution. That's actually a very good advice. That's what we are facing in our company when we're talking to different clients. Um, Marcel, and uh, in terms of uh, the industries, different industries, including, including insurance, uh, they're changing a lot right now. If we uh, talk about these changes and digitization, uh, what would you say is going on and what would be the situation, I don't know, in six months? Taking into account that we don't know what's going to be with COVID, of course. Yeah, but I, I, am, I'm, uh, I had the chance to work for SARS in Canada. So that's why for me COVID was, I would say, another type of virus, another type of, let's say, it really happened, the pandemic, the other one was a bit of a, let's say, close to, and I was in Toronto at the time, it was really a tough time. And uh, as soon as uh, SARS disappeared, nobody really knows that SARS was every, even present in Toronto. So I would expect with COVID the same thing. It's a peak, it's coming very steep up, but I think as soon as, uh, let's say, the medical issue will disappear or will be dimmed down, I think also back to life activity will, will happen uh, right away. And I think uh, there are some learnings and I think there are, you, you can get inspired by some companies who were prepared for this better than the others. And I think uh, uh, moving forward, uh, if uh, will be new pandemics or new type of uh, lockdowns, then uh, I think uh, some companies have to do the due diligence and to prepare for this from a risk management uh, early enough. And uh, they will push even the legislation that they can do um, on a fast track. And I think also the acceptance for the voters, whatever who has to say yes to a certain uh, activity or certain process and certain legislation that will help them to proceed will be uh, speed up. That's my, my taking. And um, uh, insurance business, as you know, for a two, three months lockdown, they will not get scared. They are dealing with risk every day. So uh, they have a lots of PhD guys and engineers and risk engineers who already have this on paper. So this pandemic, pandemic um, I would say um, the flow that, uh, that they had to deal with, I think from a lot of companies that was well known, it's yes for the end. Consumer, yes, it's first time and it's uh, for certain governments, yes, but I think it's, it's not a novelty, it's not new, it's, it's new in terms of experience in life, but it's in terms of uh, on paper, I think it's for a lot of, especially insurance, it's not uh, the wow effect uh, there. Uh, I think insurance would have actually even a chance to capitalize on this because then more businesses will try to sign some policies perhaps to cover for potential losses in the future. So I think it's... Uh, uh, the recognition to, to be safe will be even higher. And uh, this uh, piece of uh, business, uh, I think, will, uh, will help if you can try to digitalize to minimize cost and to speed up certain processes. That's very interesting. So, in, in other words, uh, companies 
uh, will get more insurance policies simply because people and companies will insure more more often knowing that there is a high chance of this precedent and what about small players do you think that big players will become bigger and small players some of them will will die will go bankrupt i think very uh, some small ones who could not react fast enough i think uh, they are i would say um, uh, they potentially die or they can be potentially be eaten by the others but uh, I don't think even bigger players can, uh, can die. It's, uh, in the past, we've seen uh, lots of big companies who didn't adapt, who didn't uh, move to the right direction, or they disappeared. So if you, uh, if you take a big list of companies, you'll be surprised how many are not uh, longer there. Uh, but I think also with uh, this agility and uh, this, uh, uh, let's say, uh, forward thinking uh, shows that it's uh, helping companies in this kind of a, a difficult situation and uh, that's a piece that uh, I think it's uh, it's time uh, not to talk about it's time to do about and I think uh, doing will happen more than uh, talking that was in the past that's my that's, uh, that's that's a very good point actually and uh, come like circling back to digitization and digitalization, which is actually a little bit different word and a little bit different meaning, but still, uh, companies will have to invest some money and time uh, and resources into going digital. Um, how do you think, how, how fast will they get their investment back? Uh, I tell you this, I had a chance to experience this uh, in the last year. A lot of people think that if you digitalize stuff uh, or digitize uh, certain processes, uh, a lot of workforce will disappear and uh, will be a disaster, the loss of jobs and this. I'm, I'm really totally against this. This, I think will be totally new stuff that will come. So you, in a way, you'll not have any more the job of the grandparents that was in the farm and he did the same thing the whole year round, the same activity on the, every month, every um, week or whatever. So very similar on the yearly basis. I think we have to adapt to the certain, the new world. And I think you might uh, start a job as a certain uh, practice and you will end up uh, after 30 years of working doing something else. And that's a piece that uh, I think uh, the humanity has to, to accept this challenge that you might be training something, but you might end up doing something else. You, need, uh, uh, you will have people that today were uh, dealing with non-digitalized uh, uh, format, but now you have to digitalize and now you will uh, be able to do a lot of other activities that you never thought that you were able to, capable to do it. You can retrain people. I think a training will make people even uh, more satisfaction by, uh, will bring them satisfaction by allowing them to learn new things. And I think uh, this will bring also joy in, uh, in the, the future workplace. Instead of doing the same thing, then we get bored of uh, doing 20 years exactly the same activity. And uh, will be new disciplines, will be new, uh, new working practice, will be new departments, will be new hierarchies. I think it's uh, something that uh, we are in continued transformation. The transformation uh, 50 years ago were very slow. You, in a generation, you might feel a little bit. Now you feel it within five years. So in, in, in other words, um, you don't have to make it as a return on investment. This is an ongoing process that you have to make. Otherwise, you will be simply buried uh, in, the, in the history. Uh, you put uh, uh, exactly the, 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 the uh, very soft, softly here the, the, the point. Uh, I think this return on investment, I personally, I, it's, a, it's a piece that I don't like usually 
that people try to measure right away what are the benefits. <laughs> For example, you have a guy who might have uh, digitalized the, the processes uh, two years ago, whereas his return on investment, the immediate return on investment was zero or even minus. But now with the COVID, because he had this process, he might be now uh, laughing and uh, enjoying a huge market share. And you saw that for two, three years, you might be on the negative side, but now because of this event, you will be on the positive by whatever percentage. So cert I think the way you measure it and this uh, expectation that everything has to happen at a certain pace and always plus, I think it's wrong. And uh, I think the, a lot of the management is pushed to, do, to make this decision fast on a very short time frame. The tenure of a lot of the executives is very short. And uh, everybody wants uh, more or less calm water uh, during their tenure, which I don't agree. Certain times you have to do uh, to shake a little bit from the ground. You need to really uh, re-engineer things that will not come with, uh, only with the smiles on the face of everybody. So it's, uh, I think it's, uh, this uh, return on investment uh, needs to be calculated with a little bit better mathematics. I'm a mathematician as a background, so I think uh, the formulas are not very linear and very simple to, uh, to do. I think uh, you need to put other factors uh, into the picture, uh, not just uh, numbers. I fully agree with that because it's not like you invest $1 in advertisement and get, I don't know, $2 in return. You need to think a little bit with the wider terms. Uh, Marcel, do you have any advices, uh, maybe something very simple, to people who are working from home now? Maybe, I mean, like we all know Zoom and stuff, but maybe something uh, like, for example, yes, myself, I, I studied, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was saying that uh, I started using iPad more, for example, at home, like on the kitchen, you know, to, to work even sometimes. Maybe uh, you have some tips and tricks. Yeah, I have some tips. I, I think we are in a lucky situation in Switzerland. And I tell you what I do, and I tell you what, uh, uh, how I got some sort of satisfaction. Um, first of all, uh, the whole uh, discussions is the whole, uh, let's say, uh, uh, these e-meetings, in my view, are taking longer than before. I think uh, you are way more in the front of the PC. I think uh, we worked longer hours. We don't realize it. We start earlier. We finish later, we try to, we start to have lunches a bit shorter. Uh, what I try not to, uh, this, let's say this is the active part of the brain that is to, to do the logics in this. I think you have to do something that it's uh, totally different from your uh, regular job. And uh, what I start to do is uh, to do projects at home that I never did in the past, like uh, taking a beautiful uh, piece of a table that was uh, scratched by a kid and try to read how to uh, resurface uh, that piece of furniture uh, on my own, uh, get uh, the components, uh, get uh, all kind of uh, uh, polishing uh, equipment that uh, were able to, to give you satisfaction to something with the hand, something that smells, something that makes noise, something that it's totally different from, uh, from a daily, let's say, IT or uh, let's say logical, highly, deeply concentrated work. And uh, another piece was cooking, trying to take the old recipes from grandma uh, that uh, uh, used to cook uh, very, very nice stuff and uh, try to, to do those kind of cooking on a very, very new, never done this in the past and uh, try to, to challenge myself to, to achieve a good result. 
That's very interesting. Uh, we are getting closer to the end of this podcast. Uh, Marcel, maybe you have uh, some kind of advice to employees and companies in general um, during those times, uh, how to stay effective, how to get good results, and maybe just a couple of words about the current about current situation as well. Guys, I'm not a pessimistic guy, as you can perhaps feel from my voice. It's, um, uh, I, I think in everything bad is something good. I, I think if you try to, to see the, uh, the, the, the glass, the, the portion that of the glass that's full, it's the best approach. I think uh, if you see this as a time to read uh, or to think about things that you never had a chance to do in the past, the race uh, by being decelerated in a way, uh, by uh, having to, to, to think differently, that's uh, something positive. And uh, being also with the family, and uh, close to, to uh, even having the chance to talk to people that you haven't talked in a long time, I think that's also a, a, a good thing. And uh, at the end, this is uh, something that we'll be confronted with. We need to learn, we need to cope with. Uh, we were a generation that uh, I would say uh, had not huge challenges like our parents or grandparents uh, with wars and stuff like this. So it's, uh, in, in my view, it's, uh, it's a challenge that um, every generation more or less has to, to, to face it. And I'm sure that we are going through and we'll, be, we'll just come stronger and even more efficient at the end. That's a very good approach. I like it. Every crisis is an opportunity for sure. Even, even if some people in some industries will get fired, they will be able to rethink their approach to life and find new opportunities. I really like that approach. Uh, okay, thank you so much. Uh, it was Marcel Ban. Uh, an yeah. expert in digitization and digitalization, uh, you name it. Um, really appreciate your time. Okay, thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you, listeners. Uh, have a great day. Bye-bye.